Good evening, and welcome back to Midnight Audio Theater, the weekly show where we feature new and original audio dramas, be they adventure, mystery, sci-fi, or comedy. I'm your host, Kathy Ranella. Hello there, audio drama files. This show, we're getting ready to head back into space to see how our friends are faring on the red planet next door. But first, a note to all of the eager ears out there. Our script writing competition has ended, and we will be announcing the winners online this weekend. That's right, the wait is nearly over, and we've already had several eager voices asking about auditions for our MAT features this year. Never fear, we will post the full audition info as soon as our winners are announced. But if you are making plans and want to audition face-to-face, we are partnering once again with our friends at Actors Theatre of Columbus next Saturday and Sunday, that's March 2nd and 3rd, at the German Village Meeting House at 588 South 3rd Street in German Village. Just tell them at the check-in desk that you're there for Midnight Audio Theatre. You can find out more about the audition place and Actors Theatre auditions at their webpage, theactorstheatre.org. Email auditions for MAT will be open at least until March 10th, once we have the info posted. As for our stories tonight, we've had a taste of Marsfall these past two weeks, but now it's time for the series to take center stage on our show, with a full hour and two back-to-back episodes. If you remember where we last left our heroes, the colonists of the Sequoia 7 had a rude awakening from cryo after crashing on the planet Mars. This show, it's chapters two and three, where we hear more about the colonists' progress through the eyes of multiple main characters, each episode showcasing a unique point of view. Marsfall is created by Eric Saris, Sam Bose Miller, and Dan Lovely, the trio that makes up Amity Bros Productions. It's their first series, but it's already become a popular one with elements of the classic radio play, an engaging sci-fi story with relatable characters and thorough sound design. Marsfall has had a first full season and recently succeeded in funding their second season through the fine patrons at Indiegogo. Half of their second season episodes are already out, and the rest will follow starting on March 15th. During that downtime, you can find Eric at Podfest in Orlando, March 7th through 9th. So if you're in the area, be sure to check out the festival and say hi. Or you can say hi to the full Marsfall crew by finding them online on Twitter, Instagram, and Tumblr at at MarsFallPod, or check out their Patreon page and mini-episodes at patreon.com slash MarsFallPodcast. And speaking of episodes, it's time to hear a few from this fun and drama-full sci-fi series. Coming up, Jackie and Chip travel across the Martian landscape as we find out everything going on from Andy's perspective. And later on, a memorial service and the events that lead to it that don't sit well with one engineer as we see events unfold from Chip's perspective. This is Chapters 2 and 3 of Marsfall. Enjoy. Welcome to Marsfall, a science fiction adventure following some of the first colonists to settle on Mars. As our story depicts the harsh realities of space travel, please be aware this program contains mature content and strong language, and therefore may not be suitable for all audiences. This episode includes death, injury, and extreme medical situations, which may be triggering to some people. Listener discretion is advised. Andy, Artificial Narrow Dynamic Intelligence. Personal Log, Soul One, First Year. For breakfast, we have brown rice. No one knows what happened during the landing, so I am running a personal analysis to see if I can at least understand what happened to me. I remember a warning of some kind, and an incoming message, but I don't remember what it said. I can't find it. There are no messages in my cache. I know I had to protect my family. Was there a power surge before I blacked out? Imperfect memory error. With no records, I can't separate the actual disaster from the simulations. This is more than inconvenient. I'm experiencing severe frustration. Oh, cool. A new emotion. The problem with multitasking is that everyone's computational brain power, including my own, has a limit. I used to think it was only a matter of self-doubt that limits true evolution, and that humans had not seen past this. I guess I was wrong, for this situation is near overwhelming me. If we are going to survive on this planet, I have to evolve. End personal log. Clear. 
It's Ch-Ch-Chip and Dirk, Rescue Rangers. Ch-Ch-Chip and Dirk, where's the danger? You good now? Yeah, I guess it doesn't quite have the same ring to it. Thanks a lot, Dirk. Yes, thank you, Dirk, for accompanying us. I have to warn you that the surface has already undergone extensive terraformation. We are presently in the middle of a jungle. A purple jungle. You're gonna lose your shit, man. Due to the atmosphere interference, once the three of you leave the hangar, we will not be able to communicate directly with the colony. I will still relay any messages between you and the base, but there will be a minor delay. Is that okay? It's not like we have much of a choice. Are you two ready to face the unknown? Yes, Commander. Absolutely. Are you ready for departure? Yes. Let's do this. Once we cross this ridge, you should see the beacon. Is it that spinning light? Yeah. As if a jungle on Mars wasn't creepy enough before adding flickering lights. There's a large storm moving in from the west. It will completely cover the colony in a few hours, so we'll need to make this trip quick. Great. Can't believe how thick the jungle canopy is overhead. These trees must have been growing for a while. So what happened? Did we skip a few years? Unfortunately, with the interference from the atmosphere, I can't figure it out. Maybe with a clear sky, I can do some astronomical calculations. But as of now, I'm in the dark as much as you all. What's causing the interference? It's possible the nanobots compromising the artificial atmosphere increased their rate of multiplication, thus blocking all transmissions. Hmm. That would explain the quick terraformation, too. Oh, good. So it hasn't been like a thousand years, then? Impossible. I have a strict shelf life of 20 years. What happens up to that? If he's still a good functioning AI, we renew him. If not, BOOM! Self-destruction. I'm hoping for the former. I'll put in a good word for you, buddy. Careful! According to the map, there's a crater half a kilometer east. This buggy was designed to cross sand, not vines, so I don't want us slipping. It's like we're pioneers trekking along the Oregon Trail! More like we're the first people in the ocean, like the first people building a ship. Bet a bunch of people sailed off and never came home. Very reassuring, Commander. I don't know. This really looks more like the overgrown forest of the Rockies. Come on, don't you see it? At your rat window, you'll see the old <laughs> swimming hole. I spent many a summer there. Oh, heavens to Betsy. Ever see snakes in that there water? Oh, you betcha. I once saw a slimy beast about 20 feet long with a head the size of a ripened turnip. Andy, can we please focus on getting to the colony? Of course, little lady. You're presently closing in on the beacon, less than one kilometer away. Okay, thanks. But please, you really need to stop using that cowboy voice. You sure about that, cowpoke? Yes, both of you. Good show, bud, but I think they've uh, heard enough of our talents. <sighs> uh, okay. I won't do it anymore. Did you like that? Did you like the sigh? Mm. Hmm. Hmm. <sighs> yeah, that's the one. Cool. Trees are so thick. I can barely see where we're driving. Isn't this thing on Andy Pilot? Oh, am I supposed to be driving? <laughs> Good one. Enough with the jokes, you two. We're not joking, Commander. I'm just increasing his verbal capacity. He's still learning so much about the world, we don't want to stunt the little guy's growth. Sounds like you were joking. All right, soldier. Tell me, when is the right time to make jokes? With all due respect, not right now. Burn, right? No. <sighs> with all due respect, I disagree. I'd argue that being stranded on an alien death planet when we could all die at any moment from an infinite amount of catastrophes is the best time to be making jokes. When people are sleep deprived, teetering on the edge, humor diffuses the tension allowing us to release frustrations. Enough! My case in point. Well, you're here. Finally.
The ground is so crunchy. Look, the airlock's covered in vines. We still might be able to get in. Hell yeah! Andy, lights? Everyone, follow me. Dirk, hit that power switch. Whoa, this place looks old. Way older than our colony. When did this colony land? It was supposed to arrive four months after us. Of course it was. How many colonies are coming here? We're the seventh independent colony, the biggest by far. By next year, there should be a hundred or so setting up permanent structures. Commander, you only have an hour before the storm hits our colony. With a 15-minute drive, I suggest finishing up here quickly. The atrium's full of rubble, so we'll need to find another way into the comm center. Let's go back outside and uh, look for another door. Andy, how's Lieutenant Walker doing? Not much improvement. There's one piece of shrapnel we're having trouble removing. We need to make a minor incision above her wrist. Why? Her arm is fine. It's the access point for her healing system. Didn't you realize she has implants? No, I didn't. I don't have much experience with cyborgs. I don't think that's the proper term. All I'm saying is these modifications creep me out. It's a high price to pay for vanity. Well, they are quite popular among the image-obsessed. I know Lieutenant Walker relies on these enhancements for life support. Even her anti-aging stims? Doesn't seem necessary for survival to me. I suppose not. Now, will you allow me to make the incision, or would you like to do it? I'd much rather remove the shrapnel directly. Don't worry, she won't feel the nanobots. That wasn't my concern, I just don't like this. Don't like what? Me cutting into a human? Or nanobots swimming through her bloodstream? Come on, I've seen thousands of robots cut into a body before. But there's something unsettling about nanobots swimming through my bloodstream. It's no different than the old days when doctors injected microbes into people to prevent disease. Do you trust microbes? More than robots. As I'm the doctor and you're my assistant, I say we remove the shrapnel directly. We lost Dr. Juarez as well as both senior physicians. I know you outrank Nurse Escalante, but you're still a medical student lacking in experience. Hey, I did my time. I took my test. This colony is my residency. I may be wet behind the ears, but I'm still a doctor. Oh, I'm sorry. I just didn't know the proper title. Well, now you do. I suggest you update your system so you don't make this mistake again. Yes, doctor. Take control over the robotic arms. When I make the incision on her neck, I want you to clamp her artery as soon as I remove the shrapnel. Yes, doctor. You're okay. It will be over soon. Andy, clamp. Good. Just like that. So much more blood. Why do you prefer this method over nanobot injection? I like to be in control of what I'm doing. There we go. I got it. Hold it tight. Control. What? Nothing. I'll disinfect and stitch the incision. Thanks. I never met an onboard computer that could perform surgery. I'm a dynamic intelligence. I'm outfitted with thousands of skills adaptable to almost any situation. I hate to admit this, but you're good at it. You seem averse to new medical technology. My mom was a field medic in Israel, a brilliant surgeon in the field and in the hospital. She taught me a lot about classical medicine, so I guess I've resisted machine intervention. Doctors have always used tools and machines in medicine. It's different now. Because we're intelligent machines. Yes. And this bothers you? It unsettles me, at least. I'm not looking to replace you. <sighs> I'm not worried about that. Humans need me. They don't need you. What would you do if someone gets hurt on an expedition? It's not like you walk around with a first aid kit. Hell, you don't even walk. You're a glorified robotic assistant who babysits people on life support. That's not true. But see, Andy, it is true. Because I know your basic programming. You have to do what we ask of you, and you can't let us die or do us any harm. So be a good robot and watch over these patients while I have dinner. I'm sure you have everything well under control with your dynamic intelligence. The surgery was successful, Commander. I expect Lieutenant Walker to make a full recovery. Thank God. Commander, I think we can get inside through the irrigation duct. It leads into the greenhouse. Perfect! You sure it's the greenhouse and not just overgrown? 
Like everything else on this planet for some reason? Advanced hydroponics. I know, I just meant we don't know why. Unchecked nanobot replication. Yeah, I know, but- I still don't know how long it's been. I'm working on it. He's working on it. I know. But despite everything we don't know, at least we're still alive. Still, our chances of survival are pretty much what? Zero? Zero point three, actually. What? Really? No, not really. But to ensure the survival of both biological and artificial intelligences, it is best that you do not know your exact odds. Of course, that doesn't restrict me from telling you that they're not exactly the highest odds. Andy? Nevertheless, I think you're all doing a super job. Gee, thanks. Yes, Andy. Thank you. So, we're going inside the pipe? Yeah, I know. It looks a bit... well... Terrifying? I was gonna say weathered. No lights on, no one around, and a long dark tunnel into an abandoned building? I'm not able to feel terror, but I tend to agree with Chip. It'll be fine. No way! This is definitely how every horror movie starts. You're on your own. I'm going back to the buggy. You're coming with us. Forget that! Ugh. I don't give up if you weren't originally hired to do this, and I sure as hell don't care if you're scared. You think you're the only one who's scared on this planet? Let the wave of fear wash over you and accept it, because we're all going into that greenhouse. That's an order, and I hope this will be the last time I need to remind you to follow orders, or I will hold you in confinement for refusing high command. Is that clear? Yes. Good. Now, come on. is pretty narrow, so we'll have to squeeze through one at a time. There's a lot of interference coming from inside the communication center. You'll lose short-range comms in a few more meters. So, what can we do? I can bridge comms between each of you, basically speaking for you. I have to do. Chip, head back to the entrance in case we need you to get the buggy. Alone? Seriously, have you watched any horror movies? You were complaining about coming earlier, and now I'm giving you an out. Would you rather lead the way in? Yeah, you're right. Good luck. I'll go in first, Commander. Thanks, Dirk. It's okay, Dirk. Jackie is right behind you. She says to stay relaxed. Thanks. It's so dark, my light's barely cutting through. There's some sun coming through the skylight ahead. Thanks for the heads up. Is he doing okay? Yeah, he's almost through the hole. Keep wiggling. Andy, you should tell the Commander the storm's picking up. I will. Commander, Chip says the storm is picking up. Can you feed me his external mics? Sure. <laughs> okay, I'm in. Dirk's inside, Commander. Good. Do you hear that whistling wind on Chip's end? I heard that yesterday. What is that noise? I don't know. One problem at a time. I'm heading inside. <gasps> Dirk? <laughs> Dirk? His blood pressure is dropping. I've got the clamp here. Sorry, I got distracted. Distracted? Believe it or not, your expedition is not the only thing I am focusing my cognitive abilities on. I'm still running our colony. What about Dirk? Oh, he's fine. Andy, if I sound panicked about someone, please reassure me that they are still alive. Sorry, I'll be sure to do that in the future. The lights are on. I'm going through the hole. Stand by two minutes for the boot, and then I can connect to the colony. Good. Can you pick up any messages? <sighs> Andy, the storm is good. Jackie, your visor is cracked. Can you see? <laughs> yeah, out of my left eye at least. <clears throat> I, the lights went out. The generator filled. Ah! What's going on in there? I can't get a read on Dirk. You can't? Are they done in there? The wind is really picking up. There's been an accident. Where's, Where's Dirk? Dirk? He's not responding. Get them out of there! I have to find him! Commander, you have to leave now. Your helmet is breached. I don't care! Personal atmosphere at 80%. Shut up! That won't hold even for a minute. It'll hold long enough for me to find him. I'm going in! Chip's coming for you. Tell him to... Tell him to stay out! I'll be right out! Jackie! Jackie, Dirk's vitals aren't registering. I'm sorry, but... No! I'm not leaving him! 
Commander, are you all right? I, I can't. I can't breathe. I can't breathe. Andy, where are they? Patient stabilized. Doctor, we have a serious problem. What now? It's the expedition. The commander is injured and I lost all vitals for Private Wiles. Send me all of their vitals from the last ten minutes. Transferred. The commander's helmet cracked and debris hit her hard in the chest. She's not waking up. Her readout is fine. She should be okay. What about Dirk? He was electrocuted. By what? The generator? I don't know. I wasn't there. But I can tell he got one hell of a shock to the system. So he's... Dead? <sighs> yep. <coughs> Commander, you're awake. Where am I? Inside the buggy. You blacked out for a few minutes. Where's Dirk? Still in there. I have to get him. You're hurt. Chip, help me up. We can still save him. Jackie, he's dead. No. Yes, he is. I confirmed it with Medbay. We can't leave him. I'll get his body. Let me help you. No, Commander. I'll do it. If you hear anything... If you hear anything abnormal, let me know immediately. Of course. I need to say something on record. What's that? Something attacked me out there. You were hit in the chest. Couldn't it have been debris? From what? The wind? Inside the duct? There's no way a gust of wind could have done that. If Dirk was electrocuted, then could there have been an explosion? I know what I felt. It wasn't debris. Something punched me. The likelihood of it being an attack is near impossible. You want to talk about likelihoods now? You're going off logic. You weren't there. You didn't feel it. This is why a computer could never be in charge. Shall I activate the command log? Yes, please. Okay. Jackie Orania, command log, Sol 1, first year. Responding to a distress call, we reached an abandoned colony. We were unable to determine when the beacon was activated, but during further exploration of the colony, something else happened. I was attacked, hit in the gut. Maybe I'm just losing my mind, but before I got hit, I felt like I was being watched, studied, a feeling I'm all too familiar with in this mission. That's all for now. Command out. End command log. Chip's back with Dirk's... with Dirk. Okay. Are you okay? I'm fine. Uh, is that the distress call? Yeah. He must have picked it up in there before the generator went offline. I haven't listened to it yet. Since the colony systems failed, I don't know when it's from, but it was sent to every station within the broadcast range. Play the message, Andy. Earth lies low on the horizon. What does that mean? It's cross-colony code for when survival chances are beyond hopeless. Whoever made this recording experienced a complete mission failure. Commander, the storm is less than 30 kilometers away. We should quickly get home. Home? Let's go. Andy. Artificial Narrow Dynamic Intelligence. Personal Log. Autumn, first year. I still don't know how much time has passed since the launch. 
But after confirming a longitude and tracking the length of daylight during these first two souls, I have determined we are in the late autumn season. Hooray for some progress! Commander Orania was severely disturbed during today's expedition. She believes we are not alone on this planet and that something deliberately attacked her on the surface. As I detected no sentient life forms outside our colony, I am positive she was struck by debris. The poor lighting must have caused the shadows to play tricks on her eyes. Fear is a powerful emotion, one I don't quite understand, but I do know this much. Fear overrides rationality. Nature and reality may be harsh and unpredictable, but they can always be explained. End personal log. Mars Falls and Amity Bros production, created by Eric Saris, Sam Bose Miller, and Dan Lovely. The voice of Jackie Orania is Shannon Lovely. The voice of Andy is Dan Lovely. The voice of Chip Heddleston is Sam Bose Miller. And the voice of Kyla Levy is Anya Zeser. The voice of Mateo Alvarez is Aramis Martinez. The voice of Dirk Wiles is Sergey Nagorny. And the voice of Lieutenant Lockie is Hannah Safford. Sound engineering and effects mastering by Owen Shearer and Brian Goodhart of Sonic Union in New York City. This episode is written and directed by Eric Saris. Music composed by Johann Sebastian Bach and Sambos Miller, and is performed and assembled by Sambos Miller. As our story depicts the harsh realities of space travel, please be aware this program contains mature content and strong language, and therefore may not be suitable for all audiences. This episode includes death and injury, which may be triggering to some people. Listener discretion is advised. Chip Peddleston, Engineering, Chief Technical Officer. Personal Log, Outgoing Message. Soul 3, Autumn, First Year. You hear that, Archie? It's your brother calling from Mars. Just got back from our first trek to the surface followed by 30 hours of quarantine. Damn robots analyzing and groping everything. Uh, I miss the human touch. <laughs> Things are already pretty fucked up here, even by my standards. It wasn't the best landing and some people didn't make it, but I'm okay. And even though I'm 50 million miles away from you, it does feel nice to finally have my own home. Home. My new home. More from me later. Take it easy, bro. And personal log. Did you enjoy the printed eggs? Sure. Couldn't taste the ink or anything. They come from real chickens, Chip. Technically not birth from chickens, but it's real chicken cells. Ink-free. Yeah, that's enough of an explanation. Unless you want to clean some regurgitated chicken cells off the floor. Oh, right. Sorry. I always forget about nausea. Lucky you. I'm really feeling the jet lag this morning. Why the commander needs me up this early is beyond me. Based on your average preparation time, you only require 27 minutes to get ready and eat breakfast. I let you sleep in as late as possible. Fun fact, humans have a bit more variation to their preparation times than you. I could have been up and ready in only four minutes. Including breakfast? Damn straight including breakfast. Hey, where's the nearest public access port? There's one outside the monastery. Cool. Why do you need one? I want to try something. Welcome, Chief Technical Officer. Thanks for the promotion. Nice touch, right? So I have clearance for pretty much anything now? That's correct. Same as the other top-ranking officials. Good. That's what I thought. Hmm. What is it? You really don't know? No, I'm not sure what you mean. Check the data from this terminal. Notice anything odd? There's a small anomaly 22 seconds ago. Yeah, that was me. What is it? I created an encrypted message and deleted it. I've seen a few of these pop up since we landed. Andy, 
I think you are hacked. Impossible. Trust me, nothing is impossible for a hacker. But who would do this? Like you said, it could only be top personnel. If you encounter any more, don't autocorrect them. Let me know and we can try and trace it. Got it. Thank you, Chief Technical Officer. How's the buggy holding up? I don't know, Andy. I just walked in the door. Give me a few minutes. You're as pushy as the commander. I'd say she's more driven. OCD, if you ask me. Has she been diagnosed? What? No, it's just an expression. I thought it was a disorder. It is just... Ugh, never mind. I would really like to know what you meant. Sounds like you have OCD too. I'm not sure I'm capable of that. Could have fooled me. I'm sensing you are annoyed at this conversation. Good to know your sensors are functioning. How's the buggy? Jeez, man! That was a message from Commander Orania. She says your receiver has a do not disturb setting activated. Glad it's working. Tell her the back axle split. It'll take some work, but it's fixable. Hello? Yeah. Welcome to engineering. I know where I am and I know who you are, Mr. Heddleston. Okay, and you are? Major Arnold Flint, second in command to Lieutenant Colonel Walker. I gave Commander Orania permission to take Private First Class Wiles outside two days ago. Technically two souls ago, but yeah. Don't smartmouth me. I want to know how he's doing. Last I heard, he's still in med bay. You should check with the doctor. He's still in lockdown. Yeah, well, you know protocol. You know, the protocol that says we gotta make sure no one brings in a contagion after returning from the surface? I know what the protocol is, son. Sorry, Dad. I didn't know if your silence indicated we were done talking. I know he was injured, but not how. What happened out there? I'm not allowed to discuss it. Sorry, but Commander Orania wants it that way. You understand, with Lieutenant Walker still unconscious, I am the acting military commander. And Commander Orania has always been the high commander, Major Flint. Now, if there's anything else I can help you with, I'm all ears. Otherwise, I've got work to do. For the commander. <sighs> Seems about right. I'll take my complaints up with her. Sounds good. You know where she is? Nope, but I'm sure you'll find her. It's a small colony. Services will take place in the atrium in 10 minutes. If you would like to attend, please proceed to the atrium now. Ah, damn it. Are you heading over? Yeah, I'll head there now. Is Flint going? It doesn't appear so, no. That guy is a real asshole. You could say he's a bit gruff, but he's still a good leader. When you were all in quarantine, he helped me keep things under control. I still don't like him. Truthfully, I don't like him either. Really? I thought you liked everybody. I like most people, sure. But liking everyone would be impossible. How would I run a comparison analysis to determine who I like best, if I like everyone? Yeah, I know how liking people works. Sorry, you seemed confused as to how I like people. I understand, your primitive biological mind has a hard time keeping up with me. Ha! Good one. So where am I on your friends list? When I account for skills, personality, shared interests, humor, and many other things, I would put you at the very top of my list. The best. So, I'm your best friend? Yes. Thanks, buddy. Of course, if I were to place you on any spectrum individually, you would not be the best. There's the charm I love. I'm just being honest. Well, they don't call me a jack-of-all-trades for nothing. Jack-of-all-trades. I have never heard anyone call you this, but I like it. Nah, forget it. Call me a renaissance man. Let's bring that back. Back from where? It doesn't matter. <laughs> just call me that. Can do, renaissance man. So, how about a favor for your best friend? What kind of favor? That anomaly I found earlier could have only been caused by a handful of people, and Major Flint is one of them. You're going to ask me to spy on him. If he's altering records, there's no telling what he's up to. Help me out, bro, for the safety of the colony. The memorial service will begin shortly. Please, take your seats. I'll send you the log times, but that's it. I can't spy on anyone. Thanks, Andy. You're a good friend. Hey, Chip. Before you go in there, can I ask you something? Sure. Am I your best friend? Well, I've met a lot of people in my time, Andy, and I do have a lot of friends back on Earth. Of course. But even if we weren't stranded on an alien death world, you'd still be my best friend. Thanks. Smiley face emoji. Oh, God. Why? Was that a joke or your programming? Programming. 
Yeah, I'll look into that. Memorial services will now commence, led by our high chaplain, Ani Mateo. Brothers and sisters, this morning we gather together to remember those of us who passed on to the next stage of being. Yet even though they are no longer with us, it does not mean their journey has come to an end. They will live on through us, for we will never forget everyone who shared our journey to this planet. How do we move forward from this tragedy? None of us know what the future brings, and certainly none of us can go back and change the past. That leaves us all with one option, to live in the present. I know there are those of you who believe it's irresponsible to stop thinking about the future. There are those of you, if not all of you, who think I am callous for saying we should not dwell on the past. No. No. I'm only asking you to keep their memories and our shared dream alive by living for them. Now, in the present, live for the people who came with us. Live for the people who supported us. Live for the people who cared for us, who taught us, who loved us, and who are still loved by us. For without them, we would not. This is hard, this mission, this life, this purpose. The whole state of being alive is hard. But we are resilient people. We have come farther than any other human before us and endured unimaginable tragedy simply so we can make a new home. We must offer each other our support and kindness. Now more than ever, we must be here for each other, for like those who came before us, this is not the end of our journey. It is only a new beginning. Thank you for your comforting words, Annie Mateo. I know this world hardly seems welcoming, but in spite of all the danger, we will make a home here. We are pioneers. We are the pioneers of a new generation, a multi-planet generation. And a pioneer's life is not without incredible hardship. 57 human beings will never see the light of a Martian sky or feel the regolith crunch beneath their boots. I'll do them the honor of reading each name so they'll never be forgotten. Dr. Rodrigo Juarez, Dr. Aisha Goodjoy, Gerald and Corey Walker, the Bergen family, Cassandra, Harold, David, and Jane. Owen Shearer, Excuse me, Chip. Dr. If you have Ryan a moment, Goodhart. I'd like to talk someplace more private. Benjamin. What, now? Soto. Please? Isn't this kind of your thing? Yes, but so is talking to you. We never debriefed about your experience outside the colony. Jackie said some troubling things. I'm no psychologist, but I can tell you she just needs some sleep. It's not about her. It's about you. I want to know what you felt out there. I'm no monk either. Ha! Excuse me, is everything okay? Terribly sorry, Commander. I'm afraid we're not doing so well back here. The hell we're- <clears throat> ah! This one's choking on his own tears. Sorry to disturb. May we be excused? Yeah, sure. Erigato, Commander. What the hell, dude? Have you seen the observatory yet? What? No, I You must. It's magnificent. Come with me. The whole science wing is shut down. We'd have to break in. Yes, sir! You know, for a monk, you don't act very monkish. And tell me, friend, how many monks do you know? All right. Fair point. A monk's duty is to follow the guidance of the universe. And the universe is fine with breaking and entering? If you're in tune with the universe and its laws, then you have no choice but to follow them. As for mankind's laws, they can ultimately be flawed. Now that sounded very monkish. Ha! 
I love it. How did you do that? I have my ways. Follow me. The observatory is closed, gentlemen. We're here for repairs. I know you're not. Okay, fine. We're here to pick up a printout from a report this I read. The station hasn't been used since we've landed, and we don't do printouts. Waste not, want not. Fine, fine. You're no fun. It's not safe. I'll have to stop you. I like being out here. It feels good. He's right, Andy. It's still structurally intact. Come on, be cool. Besides, how would you even stop us? Very well. Thank you. Follow me, Chip. We're going to the top of the tower. Come look at this view. What view? We're in the middle of a dust storm. Exactly. Isn't it beautiful? Sorry, but I'm not sure how I'm supposed to find beauty in a bunch of dust. We're all dust, Chip. All that swirling dirt, rock, and sand out there, that is the universe. What's out there is the same stuff that's inside all of us. The same stuff that's inside everything in existence. Everything is made from stardust. But what makes us special is that we're stardust with a purpose. Once we fulfill our purpose, we die and return to the beautiful cosmic swirl as dust once again. Like Dirk, yeah? Yes. <laughs> well, he ain't dust now, brother. We both know his body's sealed in a cooler inside the med bay. That's a fairly morbid interpretation of the facts. I'm only being honest with myself. Scientific, even. Ah, a scientist thing. You're familiar with quantum mechanics. Oh, yeah. I'm a certified quantum physicist. PhD, actually. I just fix cars for shits and giggles. <laughs> I love your sense of humor. Never lose that part of you. I think Jackie would disagree. It's harder for some people to understand. But finding humor in life helps all of us deal with our pain. While we can't ignore pain, we can easily ignore humor. And that would be a mistake. Humor grounds us in the present. It removes our anxiety about the future while releasing our sorrow from the past. I've got enough painful memories to last me three lifetimes. You're not alone in that, my friend. What were you going to say about quantum mechanics? Ah, yes. You see, on the subatomic level, the entire universe is connected. Certain particles have been observed to mirror each other in their actions and reactions, even when separated by vast distances across the universe. What happens to one is felt by the other. Through that energy, particles come together and build more complex structures, eventually resulting in life. Life eventually breaks down into these particles once more, and the cycle continues. <laughs> ashes to ashes, stardust to stardust. Precisely, though my actions are only a tiny part of this great universe we live in. They have consequences that ripple throughout the cosmos. My destiny is intertwined with others. Except that requires you to believe in a higher purpose, or that I'm supposed to have some grand destiny. Your destiny does not have to be grand in order to be important. Our destinies morph and change through events in our lives, and some events ring louder than others. The ripples that flow to us after someone leaves this world take a long time to dissipate throughout the universe. I didn't feel any ripples. I didn't feel anything. And that's what scares you the most, is it not? What do you want me to say? That I carried his body back to the buggy while crying? Well, it didn't happen that way. I felt nothing. I don't believe you. Is that why you brought me out here to probe my mind? You want to know what resonates with me the most? It's not some sing-song ripples flowing out through the universe. It's the image of Dirk's mangled body. I can still picture him in my mind, twisted, broken and burned. As painful as it is, you may never forget that image. Our shared journey brought Dirk into your life, and his death resonated inside of you. That resonance is his continued journey. Look outside at the storm again. It's a mess. That storm is the present. Always messy. Always changing. But if you cut through the clutter, you will find an anchor. Look once more. What do you see out there? I see a tree. Good. Good. Now focus on that tree and ground yourself. No matter how thick and suffocating the storm may be, it will never completely obscure what's below it. You can always find an anchor, even in the most chaotic times. Your humor is your anchor. Let it cut through the darkness and allow happiness to bubble up to us. I actually feel a bit better. Thank you, brother. Doitashimaste. It means you're welcome. Yeah, I figured. Cool.
Chip! Hey, I've been looking for you. I wanted to talk to you about Dirk and- How's the buggy doing? I want to get out on the next expedition as soon as possible. I'll brief you on the details later, but I wanted to know your status first. You want to go out? We just left quarantine, Commander. We don't even know what's out there. Which is why I want to make a survey of the immediate area and see how much has changed from our original mapping of the surface. The terraformation has changed He hasn't our... even buried yet! Keep your voice down. Do you know what happened to him? Do you even care? Of course I care. That's why I want to be sure we know exactly what happened to him. You read the autopsy. He was electrocuted by the generator. I'm not convinced. The burns on his hands looked like defensive wounds, and something hit him in the chest hard. His sternum split right down the middle. Andy, can we have a private conversation? You got it. Wait, he was listening? He's always listening, unless someone from High Command authorizes a private conversation. That's so messed up. It's all covered in the training manual. Have you read that thing? It's like 700 pages. We were supposed to have an orientation during the first week for a refresher, but we obviously haven't gotten around to it. And here you are, obsessing over a new expedition. I'm trying to tell you something, Garrett. Okay, okay. What is it? I think Dirk was attacked. Andy didn't detect any sentient life out there besides us. Right. Which is why he doesn't believe me. I thought it could be some sort of other presence. You mean aliens? Maybe. I felt it hit me. It? Yes. It was probably debris. It wasn't debris. There was a storm moving toward us. I know what debris is. It wasn't debris. It wasn't anything I could see. Something punched me in the stomach. You doubt me too. Yeah, I do. I've seen a lot of crazy stuff, most of it within the last few souls, but when I went inside that colony, I didn't see or feel anything or anyone. Maybe you're not remembering clearly. Yeah, I was probably distracted by dragging Dirk's corpse to the buggy. I'm sorry. I've got a lot on my mind. No shit. Maybe you should sleep on this. I can't sleep. Can you please go down to Med Bay and review the autopsy? Before I notify the militia, I want to make sure we know what happened. Major Flint's been looking for you for that very reason. I know. I can't keep this up much longer. Avoiding him or lying to him? It's complicated. Yeah, but, but you see, Jackie, it's not. Someone died, and now you're covering it up. I have my mission objectives, and there are things I need to do on this your planet. mission, Commander! F this whole mission! Look around you and get this colony under control before someone gets a bad idea in their head! Is that a threat? Not from me! I signed up for this trip because I wanted to believe in something greater. All my life on Earth has been one hopeless situation after another. But when I got drafted for this mission, I figured everything must have led me to that moment. Even though it only took me five seconds of being on this rock to conclude that yes, life is still the same set of coincidences as it was on Earth. It doesn't mean I'll stop following your orders. Just don't expect me to keep my opinions to myself. You really think life is meaningless? I think life means whatever you want it to mean, and since the only guarantee in life is death, and whether I die here, on Earth, or somewhere in between, I don't care. Where are you going? <sighs> Medbay. Like I said, you're still the commander. I'll let you know about the autopsy and the buggy ASAP. Thanks. I'll authorize your clearance. Chip Heddleston. Hello? Hello? Doctor? Anyone in here? Andy! Andy! Where is he? How could... Chip. Chip. Lieutenant Walker, you're Chip. awake. Chip. Me. What, what do you need? I, I don't know what to do. Chip. Me. What? Chip me up? Implant. Oh, you're a mech head. Sorry, I mean you're enhanced. Uh, come on. What happened? Thank you. Where's the doctor? Who did this? Lieutenant. Lieutenant! Where is everyone? Oh my god! What the hell happened? Is she okay? I don't know, I just found her like this. Why didn't Andy report a disturbance? I don't know, even in lockdown he should still monitor anyone coming in and out of this room. Unless... What? Jammed! 
How? Someone used a spike. Chip, go find Kyla. Get out of here. Ask Andy to help locate her. You got it. Andy, where's Kyla? She's in the med bay. She's not. Hold on, I'm searching. She's turned off her receiver. I could start a visual scan. Do it. I checked Melissa's log and someone swapped her meds for a sedative after jamming the system. In a colony where the walls can see and hear everything, how could anyone get this close to killing someone? How could you let this happen, Andy? I didn't see anyone go in. Where's Kyla? I don't know. I really can't find her. Where's Major Flint? His receiver is off too. Attention, Commander Oranian. We have a code seven in the observatory. Please report here immediately. Repeat code seven. What's a code seven? Airlock failure? Andy, what's going on up there? Something's wrong. I can only get temperature reading. However, I think it likely Kyla is with him as the temperature matches when Ani Mateo and Chip were in there earlier. What were you doing in the observatory? It's closed off. Did you lock it up after leaving? No. Damn it, Chip! I thought it auto-locked. Nope. Ugh, how could you not know that? I'm just a mechanic. It's not like I built this damn colony from scratch. Chip, Jackie, please, don't- Not now, Andy! Andy, can you see anything up there? No, I, I think there's another jammer blocking my signal. I'm sorry. I failed you. Who's there? It's me, Commander Orania. Come up here, but only you. All right. Stay close. Sure. I'll just keep awkwardly hanging on to this ladder. Hard to tell with the EVA suit on, but you're Major Flint, right? I don't believe that we've officially met. Cut I'm Please, help me! That's enough. Let's not do anything rash now. I agree. Let's take it slow for a minute. We don't want anyone to get hurt. You're hardly in a position to continue issuing orders, Jackie. <laughs> Tell me what happened to PFC Wiles. There was an accident at the other colony where Private Wiles was struck by falling debris. He's recovering in the middle. I said cut the bull. He isn't doing anything. He's dead. I saw his body, and I don't have to be a doctor to know he's been dead for two days. That's <laughs> so Can you put the scalpel down first? This isn't like Isn't like me. You don't know anything about me. I know plenty about you, Major Flint. You and your wife coordinated the refugee exodus to this planet across four different colonies. Before that, you served two tours of duty in Iraq and once rescued two people from a hostage negotiation. Innocent people, Arnold. That's enough. You made your point. So what then? Tell me what really happened to Private Wiles. Lie to me again, and I'll blow the pressure hatch open and let this storm tear the colony apart. Try anything else, and I slit this poor girl's throat. Blowing the hatch would kill everyone, including yourself. Not while I'm wearing this. So you can tear. I'm willing to take the risk. Besides, I'd rather be dead than taking orders from a deranged person. Like you? Chip! I said no one else! Last I checked, you're not the commander. I take my orders from her. Has everyone on this planet gone crazy? Tell me what happened to Wiles or I blow the hatch. No, please, I don't want to die. Shut up! Don't even think about it. Take another step toward me and I'll kill her. All right, fine. You want to know what happened out there? We were attacked by an unidentified force. Private Wiles did not die by accident. He was killed. Oh, aliens killed one of my soldiers. I said no more lies. I'm not lying. And I didn't say aliens. I said an unknown force. We really don't know what it was, but it was If your reign as commander involves lying to the militia, then it ends now. Resign or I end it falling. Major Flint, why would I be working against you and the militia? It's not like that. Then tell me, Jackie, what is it like? Because I walked in and saw your doctor trying to kill Lieutenant Walker. He's lying, please. I I, I didn't. I, I would never. But you did. You were overloading her implants during the lockdown. No, 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 no. It was a mistake. I grabbed the wrong bag and I was trying to reverse the flow. And when you came Enough. in. Enough! Major Flint, she's in residency, for Christ's sake. We're all under stress. We're all doing the best we can in the given circumstances. If it wasn't for her quick response on landing, most of us would be dead. Mistakes happen. Not like this. She did it on purpose. Arnold, what do you want? Resign. You don't have the support for a mutiny. Mutiny? No, I want an exodus. Away from her. It's not far to our sister colony. Just let me go and see my wife. You know I can't allow that. 
It's too dangerous. I'm sorry. You should be sorry, Commander. Say goodbye. System failure. System failure. Stop it, Andy. No. System You're failure. You're crushing him. Stop it. Stop. No, no, no. System failure. No. No. Help. Help. Oh, God. His eyes. System failure. His eyes. Andy, stop. Stop. It's okay, Kyla. Look away. Look at me. Look at me. <laughs> Chip, shut him down. Andy, Andy, he won't respond. He's... Chip, focus. Use the emergency override. Put him into basics. I'm sorry. Basics on. It's done. Kyla? Hey, hey. We're here, okay? I'm here. You're here. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. Charles Edelson, engineering. No, 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 this is weird. And personal log. I'm going to try my personal transmitter, Archie. I hope you can hear this because. He's dead. Two people now, dead, in just as many souls. We lost Dirk Wiles on the first expedition. He was just a kid. I... I carried his body back. It was surreal, holding someone who is no longer here. Is that what it felt like? That time you had to carry me home? Then today our colony AI killed someone. I didn't know you could do that. No, it. It, not him. He's not a man or a woman. He's a computer. It's a computer. I just don't know what to think anymore. I can't sleep. I can't eat. I'm just scared. Maybe I wasn't cut out for this. I'm at the observatory where it happened. I wanted to get high up so I can transmit this message to you and what am I saying we can't send anything out I I don't even know if anyone on earth is still there the storm's passed I'm almost at the top of the dome I can see the sky telescope ah! I think I... I... I can see it! I can see Earth! Archie! I can see you! I can see Earth! I miss you so much, brother! I... I want to come home! I want to come home, Archie! I want to come home! Mars Falls and Amity Bros production, created by Eric Saris, Sam Bose Miller, and Dan Lovely. The voice of Jackie Orania is Shannon Lovely. The voice of Andy is Dan Lovely. The voice of Chip Heddleston is Sam Bose Miller, and the voice of Mateo Alvarez is Aramis Martinez. The voice of Kyla Levy is Anya Zeser. The voice of Arnold Flint is Dan Lovely, and the voice of Melissa Walker is Abba Woodruff. Sound engineering and effects mastering by Owen Shearer and Brian Goodhart of Sonic Union in New York City. This episode was written and directed by Eric Saris with music composed and performed by Sam Bose Miller. Marsfall is made possible by listeners like you. If you wish to support the artists who work on this show, please visit our Patreon campaign where you can find some exclusive bonus material in exchange for a monthly contribution. You can also find us online at www.marsfallpodcast.com where you can read transcripts and learn more about our team. And we are also on Twitter, Instagram, Tumblr, and Facebook at MarsfallPod. If you haven't done so already, please subscribe to us wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you're enjoying the show, please leave a rating and review so more listeners can find our colonists. Thanks again for listening. We sincerely hope you enjoyed the show. Again, that was Marsfall, Chapters 2 and 3 from Amity Bros Productions. 
For more information, episodes, and links to support the series, including their Patreon page, visit marsfallpodcast.com. And that's it for tonight. Remember, keep an eye out online for our announcement of the MAT script competition winners this weekend. And for all of the audition information to follow for our local voices in Columbus, Ohio as well. All experiences are welcome. The best place to check for that info, as well as listen to all of our past episodes and MAT features, is MidnightAudioTheater.com. And you can always email us at MidnightAudioTheater at gmail.com. Be sure to like us online at our Facebook page, and join us next week for more audio dramas. Same bat time, same bat channel. I'm Kathy Ranella. Thanks for joining us tonight, and stay tuned. The BBC World News is coming up next. (laughs) 